brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. Next month, our Monroe County students will face their annual standardized tests. It's a stressful time for teachers and students, and this year, there's a new woman in charge of testing. For more on that, MPTV's Adam Simmons sat down with Dr. Becky Brown. Hello everyone, my name is Adam Simmons, and today I will be interviewing Miss Becky Brown uh, from KV Sutton, the principal there. Would you like to say hello? Hello. Okay, uh, so I have several questions for you here about uh, some the milestones testing okay. at your school, and uh, I'll start with the first one here. Uh, for those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so again, my name is Becky Brown. I'm currently um, the principal of Katie Sutton Elementary School. Um, this is my 23rd year in education. Um, I taught social studies at Houston County High School way back in the day and served as an assistant principal at Mary Persons for several years and then um, transferred to the elementary school level. So I have, I think this is my 14th or 15th year in uh, Monroe County Schools. That's a very, uh, good uh, amount of years. <laughs> uh, so you've recently stepped into a new role in addition to that of principal. Can you tell us about that? So, um, yeah. So right now I am filling in as the assessment director um, for the county. And also I am working with uh, federal programs. So I am learning a lot about those uh, different areas and trying to uh, really get us through the rest of the school year. Uh Part of the part of that new role includes overseeing testing. Uh, one coming soon is the Georgia Milestones. What are the milestones and why is it important? Um, so the Georgia Milestones is the uh, state's uh, assessment that we use to uh, measure students' growth um, as they um, go through school. And students in grades um, 3 through 12 take Georgia Milestones. So if you're in grades three through eight, you're going to take an end of grade assessment um, in ELA and math. And then fifth and fifth graders take uh, science as well. And then the eighth graders at the middle school take English, math, science and social studies. And then at the high school level, you have end of course tests. And those the kids who take those tests, it just depends on when they they are enrolled in that EOC course. Uh, do you know the level of difficulty for these tests? Um, I mean, the tests are aligned to the standards um, that the, the kids are taught. So um, I think it just depends on how well, you know, a student learns throughout the year. And um, but the, the measures are aligned to what the curriculum is. There's four levels of performance. So we really want kids to perform in that level three um, or level four area. Hmm. Uh, what about our virtual students? Milestone, are milestones different for them this year? So our virtual students will have to take the milestones um, and the school testing coordinators will 
um, work with those families to make sure that the, those children come in to test. Uh, how are the tests graded and how are the grades reported? So the tests are an online um, test and the, the Georgia works with uh, the DRC company. So it actually is an outside source that scores um, those assessments. And there's a portal that uh, we can access to get those scores um, throughout the testing window. As kids test, um, they kind of slowly come in um, and then we're able to communicate those results to parents, hopefully before, you know, we leave for summer. Uh, thank you for answering those questions. I, that's all the questions I have listed and uh, I don't seem to have any follow-up questions. So, okay, good. Uh, thank you for doing this interview with me. And you did a good job. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I hope everyone who will be listening to this interview uh, enjoyed, I guess. And uh, I will see you all next time. All right. Thank you. Have a good weekend. This week, the KB Sutton Knights get their moment in the spotlight. The cast of Annie Jr. will take the stage Thursday and Friday night at the Fine Arts Center. MPTV's Kayla Montgomery spoke with director Sandy Watson to get a preview of the show. What made you chose to do Annie or how does that work? Well, um, when I was trying to decide what play to do, I talked to the, our KB Sutton um, committee for fine arts, fine arts committee. And they, we talked about that this particular fourth and fifth grade class uh, is girl heavy. That means there, there are lots and lots of girls and not a whole lot of boys. Mm -hmm. And so we were looking for a show that might lend itself um, more so for, for a large girl. Also, uh, this was the first year that I did not include third grade. So I was looking for a show that might accommodate a smaller cast. Annie seemed to fit, you know, check all the boxes. Um, how come you didn't include the third graders this year? Because uh, the third grade countywide did a Christmas performance at the Fine Arts Center. So they had a special performance um, just for the third grade. And I thought that they would get two performance, I mean, two large yeah. performances. And I thought, well, this would be a good year to just do fourth and fifth. Because 500 third graders or 400, 450 third graders. Uh, we all, all three schools met together and taught the kids all the songs and the, and the choreography and uh, performed it. It was fantastic. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, do you like, do you look for particular traits in lead roles or anything like that? Or is it just, how does well, well, each, let me, let me answer that question with the, the question about how do we uh, cast the show? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, on our audition applications, we have auditions for the, for the show. And on the application, um, it has a spot for you can choose for a lead role or major role or minor role or a chorus or non-speaking role or non-singing role. And so, first of all, we choose the leads out of the ones who actually 
want to try to do something with that. Uh, So we're looking for confidence. Of course, we're looking for talent. Um, And through the audition, you know, they have in, in the audition process, they have to come in, they have to read, they have to sing in a group, they have to sing individually. Um, I mean, something simple like happy birthday. I mean, it's nothing like it's yeah. men with, with let it go or something who have that or who we think we can pull that out of, you know, that confidence to be able to do that, who, who seem that, who, who themselves think they can do it. But that, that is a little bit scary for me for not involving the third grade, because usually that's the way it works, you know. You know, they get a they get a chorus role, so to speak, or a smaller role, and then the next year, they get a bigger role, and then the next year that they might yeah. be the leads. Not now, not all the the leads are fifth graders, but um, we have a tendency to use those older, you know, those older kids who more experienced young people. Yeah, because and they're also not going to get another year to do it. So right, right. So anyway, um, you know that that's how that goes. Now with me. And, and, and KB Sutton, it is our policy to, if you fill out the audition form and you come in in the group, you know, of, of about 10 and you read or you, and you sing in the group or whatever, then you are in the show. No one is cut. Yeah. No so you have to find, do you just find random spots for them or uh, you find a place for everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we find, which is the reason why the cast is usually so large, but, and, but the audition will determine what role they get. Okay. Have you ever had to like, just come up with a character or like add in a character just to, or do you just do like a, like a tree or something like that? Like, how does that, how does that, that go? Like, I'm just curious to how that yes, goes. We have, we have, we have, um, we have redistributed parts. We've broken parts up so that there are multiple people can play them. We have, you know, for example, in Lion King, we had a whole bunch of butterflies. We had a whole bunch of, you know, grass. We had a whole bunch of, uh, you know, whatever, you know, the different animals. So we could incorporate as many people as possible. Right. Um, So in Annie, you have lots of uh, mansion staff, like the servants. You have um, the, the Hoover citizens of Hooverville, which are like the bums on the street. Yes. Uh, you have multiple police officers, multiple dog catchers, you know, and so you, you can increase your, your, your cast as large, large as you, as you want to. Lots of theater usherettes and ushers. I will say we do not double cast. So we don't have two Annie's or two Mrs. Hannigan's or two Oliver Warbucks. I really say you won't like switch them out or anything like no, that. Uh, we only have one. Hopefully they don't get sick. I was about to say, if they get sick, do you just have to wing it? <laughs> um, the show goes on. <laughs> um, has a parent ever gotten mad, like, if their kid didn't get the role that they wanted? Have you ever had a parent, like, complain about it? Um, not usually. There's some that might ask, why didn't my kid get this? Um, I had Like, I had a parent this time that said, I wish my child had uh, – audition for a larger role, but that was their choice. Right. That was their child's choice. Uh, this year, not a single person has, has, has complained or been ugly. Cause you know, a lot of times that poor, that poor person who gets the leads, you know, mm-hmm. the, the children who get the leads that everybody wants, you know, cause there only can be one Annie. Right. It makes or one beauty or one beast. Um, 
sometimes there's the green-eyed monster of jealousy. But most yeah, that's why I was curious. Yeah, most of the time the kids are just so excited to be to be in to be included to be involved. Mm -hmm. So they they they're good with what they get. So yeah, that, that makes sense. And and you try to you try to to express that each part is so important, and they mm -hmm. need to do the very best that they can in the part that they have. Um, and and that's a bit confidence. <laughs> right, right, right. And you know, and 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 that's one of the things you're trying to teach is just to teach those those skills that teach that confidence that um so let me take what i get and 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 run with it and not not we all you know they usually if they are upset they get over it how do you how do you get the kids to like pra like practice cuz i feel like with a bunch of fourth and fifth graders they're a little older but i still feel like they're kids and they're like like wild and not under control and they, you're like right like they're excited that they're gonna be in a play so how do you get them all like under control and like to practice their roles well i mean we, we have we, our, our rehearsals are only after school we don't do any of it in class so that the, um the children who are in band the children in music can all be a part of it so everything's after school and they just know you know when we we go into the uh lunch room we have snack they do homework for a few minutes and then we pack up and we we move to the to the PE room to the gym and we get started and, and we just run rehearsals and they they do okay have you ever had a kid that you just were like hey listen sit down for a minute like have you have have you had to tell kids that before or oh, like oh, yeah. them about oh, stuff? you know you have to do classroom management <laughs> most you have to do classroom management but the, like I said most of them are there to support and and they know that if I mean, the show rests on them. Right. And we, we, we preach that a lot, that if, you know, you misbehave, then you're messing up the show mm -hmm. for you and your and, and your friends who are in there with you. So everybody's depending on each other to make it a good thing. So they learn their lines and, and you know, you give you give you give uh, dates like you got to be off book on, you know, by this date. And, and if nobody gets to hold a book, you got to know you should you, you got you got to know your stuff. Um you know, by this date and by this date and uh, so forth. The hardest part is because our kids can't drive. Right. They can't get their, their, you know, they can't, you know, make sure that they are at rehearsal by themselves. And you know, you're trying to teach responsibility, but they are just fourth and fifth graders. Right. You know, they've got to have a note to stay after school. They've got to make sure they remember that somebody's got to come and pick them up. So our biggest problem is not behavior. Our biggest problem is making sure everybody's at rehearsal. Or making sure people, parents don't forget about their kids at rehearsal or anything like that. Because I'm sure right. that's happening. You know, and that happens every now and again. You make a phone call and parents, oh, my goodness, I forgot. You know, <laughs> uh, but, you know, th th that's an issue. Unfortunately, some kids can't be a part of it because their parents just can't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, transportation. But for the most part, if a kid wants to be in it, they've. We figure it out over the years because I've been doing this. I've been doing we've been doing musicals. I uh, started out at Hubbard. We've been doing elementary school musicals since what, 2005? Mm -hmm. so each 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 year there's props, and you know, and each show pays for the next show. So we do charge five dollars for tickets. And so right. So the profits that we make there go into to purchasing the rights and and stuff for um the next year but uh, we glean 
you know, uh, I put in a call to central office today to see if I could find an old teacher desk that I could use, you know, on stage. Uh, you go around and you say, oh, I need this. Like when we did Beauty and the Beast, KB Sutton or the Sutton Knights. So we have these, you know, coats of armor all over the building. You know, these, these stand up knights. <laughs> yeah, I need we grab those and put those in the castle. You know, <laughs> you know, you just you just find what you can find, and and you make uh, like uh, we got to make a whole bunch of tutus, and so we just we just do that. So another question that kind of has to do with that, do you ever have to like kind of keep in contact with the other elementary school teachers, like the oh, other yeah. musical and like do y'all kind of share props right. and stuff right. like that? Right, like Hubbard's doing the Lion King this year. So they borrowed a few uh, costumes from mm -hmm. us because we did it a few years ago. And then uh, T.G. Scott had done Lion King a couple of years before I did it. And so we bar, you know, so you borrow around and, and you you share, you share, you share what you have. We have sets that we've shared, um, backdrops, whatever, props. So do you ever have like parents kind of donate stuff? Like have oh, yeah. you ever? Oh, they, yeah. they and like like I'll send out a costume list and say this is what I have. This is your child's role. This is what KB Sutton will provide. This is what you need to provide. You know, send it in a Ziploc bag by this day. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a problem with like a parent sending in costumes? Like, oh, ever yeah, like and you and you and you just figure it out, you know. But most <laughs> people, most people will do whatever they can, and and then you know you say, okay, well I've got a pair of leggings from last year, or I've got a, a wig over here, or a hat. And, you, know, you just you just you just make it do. It all kind of just works out, huh? Yes, it does. Because a lot of parents, I mean, they're gonna do what they can for their little fourth and fifth grade kids, so. Right, and hopefully most of it we try to just it's stuff you can find in your cost, you know, in your closet, you know. Yeah, a pair of leggings. A kid yeah. definitely has right, a pair of right, somewhere. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what is the like hardest part of putting the play together? Uh, well, like I said before, making sure that everybody is at rehearsal because uh, every right. part is important. So you making know, sure everyone's there on time. Right. If you're doing a dance routine with a partner, it's just really hard if your partner's not there. Or exactly. If, you know, if you're trying to do lines with, across from somebody who's not there, that just makes it it makes it hard. So that you know, attendance is probably the hardest part. What um, do you think the smoothest is? Um, I don't know. I we have good help, and the kids are just one. I mean, the kids are wonderful. They they're there because they want to be there. That's, that's yeah. They're not being forced to do something. To do they want to be there, so they are trying. You know, they they do they they learn their stuff, so it's nice. It's just fun. You're good. It's about to be a little loud because of transitioning. That's fine. But um, I think that's all my questions. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, I think it's wonderful how Monroe County supports uh, the arts and, and these endeavors. Each school does musicals or plays and performances and provides those opportunities for, the, for, for young people. And, and I think it's great that Monroe County supports that. Um, I think it is, a, I think children benefit tremendously, not only musically and um, theatrically, but like we talked about, uh, the opportunities afford responsibility 
dependability, commitment, those things, confidence. So I think that's wonderful. Um, I think that's about it. Just, just it's, 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 it's a fun process. And, and I mean, it's a lot of hard work, but it's a fun process. And, and to see uh, a whole show rest on the shoulders of 10 and 11 year olds. Again, you can see Annie Jr. this Thursday and Friday at 7 p.m. at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center. Admission is $5. Cash or check only, please. Soccer season is here. MPTV's Caroline Buffington spoke with the coaches to learn more about this year's team. I'm Coach Hall. I'm the boys and girls varsity uh, head soccer coach here at Mary Persons High School. And I'm the other Coach Hall, and I also help coach the boys and girls soccer team. What has been the most difficult part of coaching both the boys and girls? Uh, I think the most difficult part is just the scheduling and timing of, of the practices um, between having an early practice and a late practice. Um, it tends to be long nights and um, kind of draining sometimes um, regarding the school scheduling and going into two practices. Uh, the games aren't really that big of a difference because um, we're there anyway for the girls games so just staying for the boys games not that difficult but uh, the practices are for planning for two practices per day and having to stay that long and getting back so late is, is difficult at times. How has having an assistant coach helped the teams? I think for me it's it's taking off some of the some of the duties of, of kind of getting some things organized and taking sizes and distributing a couple things and, and dealing with um, some other people who ask questions regarding the program um, for her to just kind of take those on for me is a big relief um, especially since kind of planning and scheduling and rescheduling games and practices all the time uh, for her to just take those off my plate is, is a bonus for me for sure. Coach Casey Hall Based on what you have seen so far, what do the teams need to improve on? I think the teams are doing a good job of like building the ball out of the back, getting possession, um, getting the ball into the final third. I think we're still missing that final pass before we finish. And so I think, um, which we've been working on that, but I think maybe the thing that would really take us over the top would just be a little bit more creativity in the final third and just being able to get that final pass before we take a shot or before we before we attack the goal. Who do you think will be both teams biggest rivals this year? Uh, I think they both are the same. Um, I think Jackson and Pike are going to be big games for, for both teams. Uh, I think those are the top three teams between us, Jackson and Pike. I think those are the top three teams in the region. And I think they'll be the most difficult matchups um, coming in, and I think they'll show to be to be that. So we'll see what happens. What are you hoping both teams will have achieved by the end of the season? Um, <clears throat> well, I hope both teams will achieve obviously success. Um, obviously, you always love to win region championships, but in my eyes. I'd like to go, f even if you can't win a region championship, I'd like to go farther in the state playoffs um, than anything else. I think that shows more progress than 
the region championships because sometimes the regions aren't, aren't very good. Sometimes regions are very good. Um, so coming in second and third in a region compared to a team that actually won region, um, your team might be way better. Um, so my goal is obviously to get as far as we can in the state playoffs. Uh, for the boys, it's, it's to make the playoffs since um, they've missed it the past, I think, two years, I believe. And then for the girls to just continue to progress in the playoffs, I think we've continued to to get farther and farther. And last year we get to the lead eight and we fall short, um, but it's progress and uh, that's what I kind of look for in, in the team this year. How would you describe both the team's dynamics? Well, start with the girls. The girls are a very tight-knit group. Um, really a big family um, for the girls, which I've had for six years. Um, so I wouldn't expect anything less from them. And to have that kind of dynamic in the team is, is great. Um, and then for the boys, it's it's kind of growing a, a foundation of of dynamic, um, a bit more structure than they've had in the past, but one that kind of want the, the team to progress. Um, I think at the beginning of the season, and even lately, we've we've kind of gotten onto them about in games being a little bit more individuals instead of team wise and working as a team. Um, but that takes time because they're learning a new system of play and they're, and they're learning different things. So it'll come, but um, dynamics for both teams are good. We've just got to continue to to grow for both of them, really. What is your favorite thing about coaching the girls and the boys? For coaching both of them? Um, they both got their pros and cons, but for coaching both programs, you kind of get to see both sides, you know, obviously the boys are a bit faster and um, they play a bit faster, but um, the girls um, are a bit more systematic and tactical in, in how we play. So it's kind of different, um, but to coach both of them, it's different styles for both. Um, well, the same style, but different kind of play for both of them. And it's enjoyable so hopefully it turns into a successful season and um, as we continue to or start going into region play that we'll continue to grow and get better all I want to do is uh, be ready when we get to playoffs just be ready to make a run um, and that's the goal don't want to peak too early don't want to peak too late so as soon as we get to play and make a run that's the goal that's the thank you for your time the Mary Persons Chorus recently held their mid-semester concert at the Fine Arts Center. We leave you this morning with a sampling from that event. Enjoy and have a great weekend.
Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.